0: Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. An
1: Ontario-based marijuana company is spending $15 million to expand in Saskatchewan. The Canopy Growth Corporation bought Yorkton-based Artree's trees products this week. Andrew McCorkadale is the head of operations in Western Canada for canopy growth. He says the Ontario company will expand a major indoor production facility in Yorkton to grow medical marijuana.
0: The facility in Yorkton, it's a uh, 90,000 square foot building of which we've already built out and had inspected for licensing about 20,000 square feet of that. Uh, and the purpose is going to be for the production of legal cannabis under the federal program
1: will this be for medical purposes or just for the regular use once it becomes legal next summer
0: yeah it'll be it'll be for both for now it is for medical purposes and and as the regulations and the laws of this country change um, we will certainly also uh, support the uh, legal recreational markets
1: this is like a greenhouse is that the best way to put it
0: it's an indoor facility, so it's it's a fully enclosed indoor building, not necessarily greenhouse, where we grow the plants under high security uh, using artificial lighting, uh, irrigation, and uh, and things of that nature.
1: Now, you're the founder of R-Trees, I understand, and you've got the canopy uh, coming in, looking at this and saying, we want to get involved. Do you expect this to be a, a good growth area?
0: Yeah, most, most certainly. I mean, we, we selected to partner with uh, Canopy Growth and, and the acquisition happened because we felt they were very well aligned with our view uh, of where this industry is going. Uh, the, the investment uh, that they've now committed to, to make in uh, Yorkton to expand this facility uh, is considerable uh, to in the neighbourhood of $15 million. And the jobs that it will create, I mean other than the uh, or original or the initial construction jobs that it will of course create, uh, once the expansion is complete there will be 40 to 50 permanent operational uh, jobs for the people of Yorkton as well.
1: So tell me about the crop. How long does it take to grow? How do you grow medical marijuana and and other marijuana?
0: Certainly, it's by growing indoors we're able to artificially create the environment which allows us to optimize the environment uh, for this particular crop, and that means that we can generally get five to six turns or rotations per year out out of each of our production rooms. um so so our expectation is that the the growth cycle will be anywhere between two to three months from start to finish in each of our production rooms.
1: This is a big growing opportunity for this Yorkton company
0: yeah, certainly I mean for, for the for the company itself, it's an expansion into Western Canada. it gives us the ability to uh, deliver locally saskatchewan grown product to to western Canada as, as well as obviously a, a great uh, economic uh, injection for the city of yorkton and the and the surrounding areas I'd like to you know also mention of course our our priority right now is to to find great people to join our team so that we can execute on this vision so we're we're very interested in hearing from the people of Yorkton and the surrounding areas who are interested in 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 participating in what we have going on and we've got some initial job postings up at tweedmainstreet.com and of course we'll be adding to those job postings as we inch closer and closer towards production and then of course the the culmination of the uh the expansion project
1: canopy growth is hoping to obtain a growing license within months the federal government is expected to legalize marijuana across canada in the summer of 2018. Saskatchewan cattle prices were moving up again during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brass Marcenieux says fed steer prices reached a new high for the year.
2: Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were higher last week. Feeder steer prices increased between three dollars and twenty cents and eight dollars and eighty-three cents per hundredweight. The biggest price gains were in the eight to nine hundred-pound feeder steer weight category. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were primarily higher also. Feeder heifer prices range from $1. $11 per hundredweight lower to $9.45 per hundredweight higher. The largest price increase was in the 4 to 500-pound weight category, while the only feeder heifer category that declined was the 3 to 400-pound weight category.
1: What are the factors behind these
2: increases? Factors affecting Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices last week were increased packer demand for fed cattle prices as beef cutout values moved higher with the start of barbecue season, which helped push prices for uh, feeder cattle prices higher. We're also see, or we're also seeing the spring demand for grass or cattle here, which is helping future cattle prices move higher. And what were marketings? Canfax reported 11,241 head of cattle were sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down from 12,040 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were higher last week. The price of D1, D2 slaughter cows increased $0.75 cents to average $107.75 per hunterweight, with well, the price of D3 slaughter cows increased $0.42 cents to average $96.17 per hunterweight. fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta-fed steers were reported to average $177.42 per hunterweight last week. Prices were $2.37 higher from the previous week and at record highs for 2017. Prices have uh, not reached these levels since January of 2016. Brad Marsnick compiles the weekly
1: cattle market summary for the Provincial Ministry of added Canada says Canada's food and beverage sector is a shining light among the country's manufacturing industries. J.P. Gervais, Farm Credit Canada's chief agricultural economist, says the food and beverage manufacturing sector has been growing at an average rate of 3.2% over the past three years, a full 2% stronger than Canada's overall manufacturing sector.
3: I think the emergence of food overall in the entire economy speaks to itself. I mean, in terms of the growth that the sector is seeing, you know, consumers demanding more and more high-quality food, more value-added in what they eat, you know, the emphasis on wellness, freshness, health, and so on. I think there's a lot of positive consumption trends uh, that all start with consumers, whether it's domestically or also beyond Canadian borders, uh, elsewhere in the world, the emergence of the middle class. So all in all, there's just tremendous potential. And we're just basically scratching just a little bit of it in terms of uh, what we've achieved so far. So amazing performance lately. But also the potential is just amazing when you think of all the growth that's out there that we could capture in Canada and and bring jobs into food manufacturing and the overall agricultural sector as well.
1: Gervais says the performance of the food and beverage sector speaks to its resilience as well as its ability to innovate and adapt to changing consumer markets. Canada exports food products to more than 180 countries. And although 74% of Canadian exports are destined for the U.S. market, opportunities in other markets like China are growing.
3: Well, that's absolutely something that we have to keep an eye on. I mean, the 75% the U.S. market, is absolutely a very important market, close to 75% of the food. Now, I'm not talking about agricultural commodities, but really just the processed food. 75% of what we sell outside of Canada goes to the U.S. So it's an important market, and it's a growing one as well. If you look at the last five years, the United States is where most of the growth has been made when it comes to exports. So we do have a little bit of work ahead of us in terms of being able to diversify our market place. And I think part of the reason, and it's really a simple explanation, but I think there's a lot of truth to it, is that we've been accustomed to have the wealthiest market in the world next to us. And it's, you know, from a cost standpoint, in terms of transportation, infrastructure, doing ease of doing business as well, there were good reasons in the past to explain how or why we relied on the United States so much. Uh, and it all made sense. And now more than ever, I suppose, it's, it's, it's time maybe to diversify a little bit beyond the United States. And, and I don't think it's going to take a whole lot. I mean, we just have to nudge you know, businesses in terms of um, making sure that they are nudged into exploring other markets that are growing. Whether it's in Asia, when you think of you know, or India, when you think of pulse crops, when in China, when you think of animal proteins, uh, there is just lots of expansion elsewhere. And then perhaps, probably, probably, we just need to, to keep our eyes off, uh, or get our eyes off the U.S. And, and pay a little bit more attention to, uh, to other emerging
1: markets. Gervais says food processors have benefited from a low-value Canadian dollar. He says a low dollar makes Canadian food products less expensive for foreign buyers while making it more difficult for foreign food processors to compete in the Canadian market.
3: Well, the low Canadian dollar has really made us very competitive in the world marketplace. Now, not only are we offering very high-quality, safe, and reliable food products, but we're also very competitive on a cost basis, and that's always important. You have to be able to sell affordable food, and we are because of the low Canadian dollar. So, it you know, it does amazing things in terms of making sure that our margins as a food manufacturing are, are really attractive, and that makes us competitive against, you know, competitors like the U.S. On the flip side of that, though, the low Canadian dollar also sort of puts a bit of a Hurdles in terms of investing and making sure that our plants, our manufacturing plants, remain competitive. The idea of bringing uh, high technology or new technology into the plants, more equipment, and so on. So it's a, there are really two uh, two sides to the coin here in terms of, uh, of the Canadian dollar. But overall, I would say that a low Canadian dollar is good for the entire supply chain.
1: JP Gervais is Farm Credit Canada's chief agricultural economist. The market update on the source 620 CKRM. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 20 cents at 506.50. Oats fell 295 at 172.52. Number one red spring wheat dropped 64 cents at 243.18. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 269.29. Feed barley, 125.03. Flax, 453.96. Yellow peas, $331. Feed wheat, 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was down a half cent at five fifty-seven a bushel. Calm. The Livestock Report on The Source, 620 CKRM. And now the latest Livestock Report.
4: Good afternoon, this is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for Wednesday, May the 3rd. How about, how about those Regina Pats causing a lot of excitement around the area? Good luck to the Pats. Pre-sort today, 1,300 head in the sort, a big run of cows and bulls, 500 of them, with a total number of 1,800 for the day. D1, D2 cows, a dollar to $1.10 sales to 112, 113, even 114. These good bulls, 120 to 130 sales to 135, 136. One bull topped out at 141. These feeders selling stronger again today. Extremely aggressive bidding here. Some highlights on the steer side. 650-pound red Angus steers, 247. My favorite pen, 700-pound steers, 228. 800-pound steers, 213. Highlights on the heifer side, 550-pound heifers, 230. 600-pound heifers, 223. Replacement type heifers, 700-pounders, 209. And 800-pound heifers, 205. I kept it short so I could talk about our pre-sorts. Starting last September until today, we finished 30 pre-sorts. It takes a lot of good people here to run the ship, and it starts with our captain, Clayton Howerluck. And with all these numbers, yes, we do mistakes sometimes, and at the end of the day, we make it right. So thanks to all our current producers and new customers for supporting our pre-search, and also thanks to all our Heartland staff for a job well done. And for myself, Harvey, I like to hide when there's work to be done. Next week, regular sail, receiving from 8 to 8. And sail time next Wednesday is 8 a.m. That's it for this week. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day.
1: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
0: Ham sold 5,500 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 145 to 147 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 150 to 152 per ckg. Number one sows delivered to Winnipeg this week are selling in the range of 94 to 108 dollars per ckg live weight. Ham's marketing cash hog price today is up $5.08 per CKG and forward contract prices opened higher this morning. Yesterday's Canadian dollar was down with the daily exchange rate at $1.372 or 0 7308 cents U.S. It is believed the cash market should continue to move higher as supplies decline and domestic demand increases, as is the seasonal trend at this time of year.
1: Coming up, the farm weather